0: challenges won't stop me. It's a strength and resilience mindset. Let me tell you, it's not ignoring the difficulties in your life. Just look at it as a journey of seeing opportunities in the challenges and discovering who God intends for you to be. Whether it's host Melanie Brown's motivational messages or it's courageous women sharing the strategies and habits they utilize when navigating those unexpected turns. You can expect to become equipped and empowered to fight to overcome any challenge that dares to cross your path. The goal, building and maintaining a challenges won't stop me mindset. Let's go.
1: the challenges won't stop me podcast I invited Heidi McGill back to talk about a habit she began several months after she started losing her sight isn't it just like God to cause our hearts to connect with verses that allow his strength to be seen in our weaknesses such as Heidi's habit of choosing to see the goodness of the Lord here on earth in her blindness and not waiting until she is in heaven She's found that his grace is indeed sufficient. Please join me for my conversation with Heidi McGill. Welcome back, Heidi. So excited to spend some more time with you talking about the habit of joy. Thank you, Melanie.
2: I appreciate you having me again.
1: So let's dive right in and talk about why you choose joy, especially in light of the circumstances and the challenges that you face now and will continue to face for the rest of your life. Would you give us just a very quick overview of the challenges that you are facing so that the listeners can see why joy and choosing joy is such a big deal for you?
2: Absolutely. Melanie, I started losing my vision uh, in 1998 was diagnosed in 2001 with retinitis pigmentosa, and I have progressively lost my sight so that today I am at 5% of my peripheral vision. What that means is when I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I'm trying to apply eye makeup at a normal distance, I can't see my ears. So I have a very small window that I see into. It's important for me to remember that I need to find the positives in life. And one of those things that I do is I choose joy. I refuse to allow life to put me down. I will be an overcomer. It is a it is a challenge, but it is not impossible. And so every morning before I put my feet on the floor, I take a moment to try and figure out what are those things that I can be thankful for, that I can see God's goodness in, and I call it my choosing joy moments. And there are days that I literally, my body tells me, you must get up and get out of bed, even though I'm not finished, and I just am able to continue those things. It has become a habit, Melanie, that now throughout every portion of my day, when I run into a frustrating situation, Uh, When I am in a doctor's office and I walk in that door and I cannot figure out where the front desk is, I simply now have that mindset and the ability because I've created the habit to choose a joy statement.
1: So if you were just put yourself in that situation, if you were to walk into a doctor's office and you can't find where to go, tell me what that looks like. Walk me through it.
2: Absolutely. A perfect example is my sister took me to an appointment, an eye appointment actually of all things, and dropped me off and said it's on the second floor and there's only one office on that floor. You should be able to find it. So she's trying to park the car in a very difficult place and I walked into the door and opened it up and all of the flooring is same on same color. It's a beigey color and the um, all of the chairs have that tiny color wood, everything is just same on same. There's no definition to color. So when I walk in, the first thing that I do is I look for an opening and I walked through and into that opening and what that was, was I walked into the seating area and I am standing now in the middle of these chairs and I am just turning myself around, trying to figure out where is the front desk until someone recognized that I was struggling and said, I think you just, it's right behind you. The front desk is right behind you.
1: Let me ask you something. Did you feel this immediate rise of frustration or have you gotten to the point where you're like, Mm. and then you just. In the beginning,
2: it was anger. Uh, Then it was just frustration. And now it is sometimes it's even a panic. If there is not someone to help me, that panic tends to rise. And it's quite the thing to overcome that.
1: You mentioned in the other interview, and I echo this completely, I don't want to call attention to myself. Right. I have some lingering residual effects from my stroke and all the different challenges that I've been through. And on the days when they're acting up, I just feel like there's this spotlight on me. And I'm just, I hate it. I absolutely hate it.
2: Yes. I have learned that most people. Are very helpful by nature. They yes. want to assist you. They may not know how, but most are courteous enough to say, Do you need assistance? And I have learned that I need to be able to say, Yes, yes, I do need assistance. But I've also learned in the same breath to tell my mind, God is with me wherever I go.
1: I love that. It's a process. And I think you mentioned that just a moment ago of how the joy or The positive thinking or positive attitude, it it doesn't just happen the moment a challenge arises. You got to work your way through it. And part of what you just said is reminding yourself, God is with me and he is navigating and guiding me through this. I have to trust in him and rely on the people that he is putting around me to assist.
2: Absolutely. You know, no matter what our circumstances um, may be that we are dealing with, whether it would be losing a limb, losing part of our mind, losing our vision, losing a child, losing a spouse, whatever our circumstances that we need to overcome, it is important for us to figure out in our mind how we're going to speak to ourselves. Um, because we are our own worst critics and we can degrade and put down ourselves faster than anyone else, and we believe our own words. And if I'm going to believe my own words, I want to make sure that the words that I speak over myself are positive. I am not talking about uh, some guru kind of happy uh, mantra little thing that I'm saying. No, I am talking about. When God speaks to me, it really is that I have read His word, and I understand exactly what He says, and I need to know that I believe it and that verse, "God is with me wherever I go," is one of those that sticks with me, and it comes very quickly.
1: I absolutely love that I just did a video solo cast a couple of uh episodes ago, and that was what I wanted the the listeners and even for me to hear myself say is I have to believe that what God's word says was true back then Yes, for those people in the Bible when they were in challenging situations. And it's true for me today. I have the power to either choose to believe it or not believe it. And when I believe it, it is a much better outcome. When I don't believe it, Satan likes to get in there and just stir things up even worse. Have you found that to be true?
2: Oh, most certainly.
1: Tell me some quotes that you have clung to that speak to you and remind you of that whole idea of mindset and choosing joy and trusting God.
2: Oh, I'd love to share that. One of those is by Nito Chibin.
1: I do not know when I
2: first ran across this quote, but it really helped focus myself on what I needed to be paying attention to. Your present circumstances don't determine where you can go. They merely determine where you start. Oh, Melanie, it is always a challenge when you find yourself in a position of a life change and you recognize that there is no solution that's going to get you back to where you were. You now have a new start. And you need to be able to focus on that and be able to say, I still can move forward. It may not be what I lo- thought it would look like, but I still have some place to go.
1: It reminds me of the idea of how the Israelites looked back on the slavery and forgot how awful it was. They were just saying... You know, all these things that we're going through out here in the wilderness are just awful. We'd rather be back with the Egyptians.
2: We don't. We, we look at the past with these rose-colored glasses and yes. forget.
1: Yes, that's exactly what I was going for. And thank yes. you for, for stepping in and saying that. Sometimes we see our new circumstances, and while they may be challenging, we think, gosh, I wish I could go back there. No, you've already lived that part of your life. That's right. You were supposed to get out of it. You've already gotten out of it. This new challenge, while it's a little overwhelming and maybe even terrifying, very uncomfortable, because I haven't met a challenge that lets me stay in my comfort zone. Have you? So true. Comfort zone, no more. Mm -mm. No. And it is about a choice. That's why Mm -hmm. I love that you said choosing joy. It is a choice. We can look at it in many different ways most of them negative, or we can look at it and say, all right, I'm going to choose joy. And it's almost a challenge on yourself to say, like you do every morning, okay, what is joyous about my life? What is joyous about this particular difficult circumstance? And then choosing joy. I think that is so powerful. Just as Satan can get in and stir up the difficult circumstances in our yucky mindset when we choose joy god can get in there and stir things up and do amazing things and i've seen it in my own life
2: absolutely you know when i was first figuring out that choosing joy was an important step for me to take it wasn't easy melanie it's oh. not like it just comes and you you make this choice it's like getting off of sugar oh that is not easy it's a choice that you make Uh Um, And you just step through and you do it. It's the same thing with daily Bible reading. If you're not used to doing that, don't try to read the whole chapter of Genesis the first time. Um, Start small. So when I was really, really struggling in the very beginning to see why God would allow this tragedy to happen to me, a girlfriend pushed me to uh, really, really read through the Psalms. That is always a good idea. Yes. Never do you want to um, shut God's word out. You always want to seek it. And there were days where I would read and just not find anything at all. But one day I came across Psalms 27 and it truly changed the trajectory of my thinking. And verse 13 says in the New International Version, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I shared that verse with a friend and she said, oh, do you think that means God's going to heal you? And I <laughs> only took a second and I said, no, I don't think that's what that verse means to me. Mm-hmm. But I do know this. I am confident of this. If I choose, if I choose to see the goodness of the Lord, he will come through for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. That verse changed my heart into the fact that I do not know my future. Not at all. I do not know how much time I have left to have my sight. What I do know is that I am responsible for the time that I have now. And if I spend it wallowing in self-pity, if I spend it with the oh, woe is me mindset, I cannot see God's goodness.
1: No. And that verse is amazing in so many ways. But the fact that your friend pointed out it's about seeing, it's not a coincidence that you were drawn to that because God is trying to point out something to you of which you took that away is that there is so much here. We don't have to wait till heaven to be healed or to see all of God's goodness. Yes, It's right here. Yes, we can live in it now. But we can get these blinders on Similar to what you're experiencing with your actual vision, we can get them where we can only see this tunnel vision of violence and homelessness and all of these things going around in our world. And we say, goodness in the land of the living? Where? God's saying, it's all over. You just got to be paying attention and choosing to see it.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: I love that you have that mindset and that you are practicing it. Tell me how it benefits you. Now, what God does, we're not trying to seek the benefits, but he definitely puts those benefits and outcomes in our life. So how do you see joy impacting your life in different ways? I would say
2: one of the First ways that joy impacts my life is that how it impacts others. Huh. Um, it is not just how I feel about myself it is a, it is important about how others feel about me and my walk with Christ. I am a walking example of my Lord. Uh-huh. It is my responsibility as a Christian to make sure that my light shines positively on my Savior yes. I don't remember, and if you can correct me, then I don't remember in the Bible ever hearing God whine. I don't remember hearing Jesus say any more than, Lord, take this cup from me. He knew what was coming.
1: And when God didn't take that cup, he didn't whine.
2: Absolutely. In fact, he moved forward. He made the first step. He took what he knew was what was going to happen. And he said, this is this is the cup that has been placed before me. I need to view my obstacle as something that I simply need to figure out how to overcome and how to get around. It is not a completely brick wall that does not have an end. I need to be creative. And Melanie, I learned something through all that. Choosing joy is Something that I do have to work at. And I have had many people say to me, how can you be joyous? You're going blind. I think people sometimes get confused of the difference between happiness and joy. Yes. Happiness is that outward expression of what's inside of us. And it depends on our circumstances. Uh joy comes from changing what is inside of us to see the goodness in the situation no matter the circumstance.
1: And I find that my joy is ever increasing the closer I draw to God. He is the joy that then works through us. Right. That part right there is exciting to me. I actually am seeing God's presence, not that I'm God, but he's in me and working and that joy and that peace. He's stirring it all up. And it's, as you said, it's what other people need to see, especially those who don't know Jesus. Right. When someone sees you, and realizes that you are blind, yet you are so joyful. They ask, how is this possible? Just as you said, mm-hmm. this isn't possible in humanly terms. It's possible. Exactly. And you're giving credit to. It's possible because of God living in me. He's the Who reason. Who ever
2: thought that this would be my platform? Yes those ways that I can share Jesus, I would say that the majority of people that I meet for the first time or those that I am just an acquaintance with don't even know that I have a vision issue as humans, we are extremely adaptable. You understand this, you yes. learn how to do things in other ways, and people don't even always recognize it's for those girls that are my closest friends who see my struggles, who recognize um. The difficulties that I have, that I have the opportunity to see me overcome those things through different ways. One of those is my my attitude. It is not a Pollyanna complex. I am not seeing a kaleidoscope of beautiful colors at all times. It is a choice that I am making to choose to see the goodness of the Lord. In the land of the living, it is the choosing of seeing God's hand at work when I am not. It is choosing to see the positive in the situation when it seems like there is none, but it didn't happen overnight. It was a journey.
1: Absolutely. Have you thought about what it's going to be like if your sight is completely gone? How will that impact you then?
2: It's when. Unfortunately, it is when my site. So there are some things that we've done. My husband is a tremendous supporter of me and we have just recently moved into a new 55 plus community and it is single story. It is less for me to clean. It is very open. It is bright. Uh, And so it is going to be for me, something helpful. It gives me the ability to walk where I need to go rather than always needing to request rides because I'll be close to a swimming pool, the children's play area for my grandsons that I keep and a grocery store. Losing my sight is inevitable. And so I have purposefully surrounded myself with other individuals who have similar circumstances. Um, I have a girlfriend, Amy Bovard, and she is not only blind, but she is also deaf and she is an author just like me. She has helped me see another aspect of God's goodness that I couldn't have done on my own. And I think that's actually something pretty key that I had not actually considered before. When I am an island all to myself, I can only grow so much. But when I surround Mm -hmm. myself with individuals who have not only walked my journey, but who are like-minded in the faith and totally, completely trust on God, I can
1: grow. Absolutely. The companions that we have along our journey are so important. Mm. They're there to help you and that you're there to help them. I love hearing that you've already thought this through. Have you had the conversations with God about what it's going to look like and how you're going to need His help to navigate it even more so then?
2: That's a good question that the other day I was out walking and I ran into some shadows, and I got a little disoriented of where I was and what direction I needed to go. It became a very frightening experience. And I immediately said, Lord, need some help here. Lord, need some help here. I mean, I was physically, verbally calling out to God and saying, I need assistance. Melanie, I think that's where God has me right now. In the stage of learning how to rely on him so that when I do get myself into a situation where I no longer have my sight, I will always be already be so accustomed to his voice and the ability to call out to him that I will be able to navigate the new obstacles.
1: I wonder if what you've gone through up until this point is God showing you how he's going to be there for you and building up lots of memories of his faithfulness so that when that day comes and it gets scary or you're frustrated, or maybe even angry again, you can recall those times when he's been faithful, or he'll remind you, because he's done that for me. Uh, Excuse me, Mel, do you remember when I did this? Yes, sir, I do. So I'm hoping that that's the case, is that this journey that you've been on so far has given you lots of opportunities to draw close to him, and and he is right there taking care of you in the most beautiful way and he's showing you, I will continue to do it, and do it again, and again, and again.
2: He will never leave me, nor forsake me, and he is preparing me for a new purpose.
1: Absolutely. Well, Heidi, this has been phenomenal. I love hearing your version of choosing joy. Everybody has a different spin on it, and it it all is based on our circumstances, and the things that we've gone through. So, Yours has been a, a unique perspective in that we all, I guess, can understand how losing your sight would be a very big challenge, and especially how God's involved in that. It's been beautiful. So thank well, you. its
2: It's been a pleasure being with you, and thank you for using your giftedness to allow our stories to be told.